Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Cash Call, everybody, 2024, Brian. Can you believe it? We've been doing this since 1980, man. It's been a long time. It really is kind of crazy. I was talking to somebody the other day. I think technically we're in our fifth year. Um, that's, that's amazing. And you know, the funny thing about that, Brian, I'm in my trainer meeting yesterday. And my lead trainer, Lori, goes, oh, hey, Dale, uh, are you going to last minute ask us for a call tomorrow since tomorrow's Wednesday and you have cash call? I was like, shit, I totally <laughs> forgot about it again. Now that you mention it, hey, can you submit a call for tomorrow? And then Lori forgot to do it. So we we did get it together. I have a call for today, uh, but even doing it for however long, five years, dude, I still somehow forget. And then all of a sudden it's Wednesday again. Yeah, it's just, uh, it is what it is. I mean, I usually look at my calendar and go, oh yeah, if I'm in a really good place, I'll get it done Tuesday afternoon. But usually about six o'clock in the morning, I'm like, okay, I got to make sure I prepare because Wednesday's a busy day for me. So, uh, I know. you know, we're, 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 we're real estate agents at heart, right? So yes, uh, I you got to wait until the last minute to do something. <laughs> I know terrible man and then i got wise and i was like wait a minute everybody hey i don't know if you know this but i do a podcast every wednesday how about you guys just start stacking up calls for me since you know it's coming next wednesday that i just delegate i'm the world's best middle manager i'm terrible at doing anything i'm really good at asking other people to do stuff yeah Awesome. That's a skill I've worked on over the years because i was a really good i'll just do it myself guy oh, yeah. and you get high quality that way, but you get burnout and you really max your capacity pretty quick. And so I had to give that up because the reality was it wasn't going to work out for me. So, yeah, I hear you. So what do you have for the frothing masses today that want sales training? Yeah, so I've got a pretty good call overall, and there's some interesting points that go on at the session recording available after this one. Um, you you want to answer that real quick? Uh, sure. Is the session recording available after the webinar? I think we have to tell Brian not to stop mid-thought and read the chat. Yes. Uh, let me read the chat. It says, is the session, uh, Zanamar wrote, is the session recorded and available after the webinar? Yes, it is, Zana. Uh, it usually takes about probably 24. I, I'm not going to answer this. Somehow the gnomes back at the workshop take this recording, they process it, they put it onto YouTube and they publish it as a podcast. And I don't know how the process works, but it will be available. And if you've registered, I think we send you the replay. There you um, go. Yeah. All right. So I won't get distracted and read the comments in the section anymore. That being said, we got a good call. So a little struggle on the front end does a great job recovering from that. Basically doesn't have the information about the, the house that she's calling about. Does a great job with that. Does some decent discovery, but opportunities for that. And then we get some pushback at the end. And it's so lots of good opportunities here. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and share this. I've got a new system. So if for whatever reason, you okay. can't, okay. I can make it louder. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had that one. You could, nobody could hear it. So, all right, here we go. Please give me a thumbs up if we can hear it. Hello. Hi. Realtor.com just asked me to give you a quick call and touch base on some of your, um, your search requests. Okay. Speak to uh, this is Keely. Hi, Keely. Um, so tell me more about what you're looking for. Um, the automated system didn't give me an exact address, but I would love to 
answer any questions or help you out. Oh, yeah, what do you have? Um, like, what does it show? So I felt like it was a good try to say, hey, try. information, but maybe why don't, why don't you give people a little bit better direction so she doesn't go, well, what do you got? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I, I think what I, I'd say it, instead of I don't have the info or it didn't send all the info, I'd say um, uh, the, the information hasn't come through yet. Which property were you inquiring about, right? If you want to know which property and then immediately ask, when would you like to go see it? Uh, that I think that's kind of the best practices there. Sure. And also, if you have no idea, you know, if they don't have the idea of the property, say, no problem. I can tell you, say, what are you looking for? I can help you find anything. Yeah. And so going into discovery, which is where she's going to go here in a second. But, you know, it's funny. The quality of the questions you ask really determines the quality of the answers you're going to get. Right. Yeah. And sometimes we have to be a little bit more precise so that we get the answer we're looking for. Not how can I help you? Well, I don't know. How can you help me? And then you end up in this, you know, the thing. And so I thought she did an overall decent job, but just a little bit more precision there might help. So here we go. I feel oh. like we've been looking at so many houses now. I'm like, I don't even know what I've <laughs> asked about at this point. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it didn't give me any information yet. Sometimes there's a, a delay. So tell me more about like an ideal city um Location. Yeah. We were looking. We were here. looking in. We were looking in Bentonville area. Um, a little bit of Centerton, Cave Springs area. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we have. Um, we've got quite a few listings in everything from. There's a little house Pause down. Uh, not little. It's a great. So I, I don't like that she immediately switches into. We've got several listings which suggests that other people have other listings and in fact okay. we all have all the listings right, uh, real we have access to everything we have access to everything and i don't like that as soon as she started to get the lead to start talking she cut in with telling the lead stuff right or making offers to the lead uh i i would i prefer to get keep getting that info from the lead as long as they want to let it flow and if it gets a little dry or they get a little standoffish then do some rapport building and try to warm it back up to where they're going to give you some more info but don't be so quick like we can sell i can tell you something at any moment right i can try to put something into the conversation at any moment but i only want to do that when it makes sense to do it and in this case, I don't think it made sense. She was willing to give more info. So let her keep doing it. Right. So, hey, obviously, you don't remember what house you that you sent in. I don't have any information right now. Well, why don't we just do a little, get a little bit of information, and I'll see what availability we have. So out of curiosity, what is your price point? You know, what's the most money you guys are interested in looking at a house? You know, going through that here is a little bit better because what's what she's going to do, and I'll fast forward through some of it, she's going to say, oh, we got a house for $200,000, and we got a house for $2 million. <laughs> well, no one's price range is $1.8 million of difference, right? unless you're looking at $10 million houses. So I got a, a $1.8 million swing. <laughs> Doesn't, you know, give or take, you know, 1.8 million. So, yeah, that's something I think is important. So anyway, she's going to ask her for some discovery questions, but I'm going to fast forward to this a little bit because otherwise this is going to be the whole show. But I want to play a little bit more because there's some good stuff that happens here. And then there's an opportunity that is interesting. So we're in an apartment right now. 
So she does ask, are you currently renting or you're currently owning? Um, actually, she asked, what is here? I'm just going to play that because that's a good, that's a really good opportunity as well. So here we go. Overwhelmed at this point that I'm like, I don't oh. even know what we want or need right now. Yeah. Yeah. So are you, li you're living in Northwest Arkansas or? Yes. Yeah. We're in downtown Bentonville right now. Okay. Um, and what about your current home isn't meeting your needs? So we're renting. We're in an apartment okay. right now. Okay, cool. Um, so we're just trying to decide if we want to continue renting or if we should, if we're kind of just toying with the idea of if we want to buy right now or not. Yeah. Yeah. Have you spoken with a lender about what a good budget for your family would be? No, no, ma'am. Okay. That's okay. Um, most people kind of start with... What was that? Uh, uh, Do you hear that response to, did you speak to a lender? Interesting, the, isn't it? The prospect almost said it. Her tone was like, I did something wrong or I'm not in the right place because I haven't done my homework first, right? It, right. So I, I'm pointing this out and you know it too, Brian. It's so important because psychologically it has that impact for people. When we ask them if they've taken certain steps, especially around money and financing and things like that, uh, it, it sets up a weird uh, dynamic. And so I'm pointing it out because you just need to be careful when you do it or when you don't do it. Um, and you can even preface it before you ask that. Some, uh, where she said, uh, she said, we're renting now, we're considering making a purchase, right? And the agent went to, great, have you spoken to a lender yet? She can affirm them first and then ask and say, Hey, that's fantastic. You're in the right place. And, and you know, you're, you're following the right path to make this happen. Have you hit the step of speaking to a, a, men, a mortgage lender yet? Right. Yeah. So all I did is just use some softening language to say, Hey, you're good. You're in the right spot. Don't get scared. I'm going to ask you a scary question now. Okay. Another thing I want to add to it that I think Dale picked up on this. He didn't use this thing, but notice we're two minutes and 32 seconds into this call. She had not called her ma'am until she asked the question about financing. And, and that kind of reinforces Dale's point is all of a sudden we went from friends to authority figure. Right. And so me personally, I would want to go, the bell that rings here is, I don't have enough rapport with this person. I, I need to work on that. It, because I don't want someone to look at me as their boss, as their, I, I want them to go, I just want to, I like being with Brian and he's going to sell me a house. So just be careful of that. If that's the dynamic you want, awesome. It's not the dynamic that I want. So, and, and how do, one of the things that, you know, I train on all the time is, we don't always know what things mean, but we know something changed. Pay attention to changes and then try and figure out what they mean. So we'll play a little bit more. Realtor and like looking at homes first. Mm -hmm. um, and then as a realtor, I have several lender partners that can help you get pre-qualified and determine yes, a good budget for your family. There it is again. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you wanting to keep your monthly payment right about where you're renting right now? Or do you have wiggle room? Oh, that's a babe. My husband's sitting right here. I'm like, I feel like he kind of does all of that for us. Yeah, I I I understand. My husband does all ours too. <laughs> so I like what she did right there. 
she she built rapport with her. Oh, I understand. My husband does all of our financial stuff too. Yeah. I thought that was good. That is I'm going to play a little bit more of it because he's about to come on the phone and then it gets interesting. I'm like looking yeah. at him across the room like, uh, I don't know. Um, babe, do you want to? Oh, wait, pause this. Can you pause it for me for a second? I want to say this to all the listeners. About 80% of the time, when you're talking to one party and there's a spouse, significant other, roommate, deadbeat kid who lives in the basement, within earshot of you having that conversation with this with this person, that other person, 80% of the time, doesn't want to talk to you, doesn't know, like, or trust you, doesn't want to engage with you, and is generally opposed to you. Just start there, okay? Now, I don't know how this is going to go. Based on the smile on Brian's face, I don't know how, how you know, in line what i just said is with this call but it happens really frequently so you have to be aware of that and prepared for it well here we go 100 i think uh um, rewind it just a, a second okay there we go um we're kind of just doing the the research collection phase right now um yeah. our our rent is around 2200 i think um uh, if we keep a mortgage under 2800 that would be uh doable without making too too many life changes mm-hmm. um but i know right now in that market it's kind of hard um so. so here's something i wanted to point out and i don't know if you would do this i would as a matter of fact i did it when i was listening to this call so this guy said we're currently paying 2200 2800 would probably still be comfortable which means to me so with 3000 i wouldn't probably push anywhere past that but I plugged that into my calculator to get an idea what that is. So when I did that, that's going to run. So 350,000 runs about 2,200 right now, plus taxes and insurance. So 350,000 is well inside, maybe even up to 400, depending on, you know, there's different factors, insurance and things like that. But ultimately, my point of this is there's plenty of houses in our market for $400,000. She doesn't bother to point that out. And I think that's a mistake because this guy doesn't know if he can afford the house he wants unless he's looking for a mansion. Yeah. You said 2,500 is about 400K? Uh, So principal and interest on 350 is 2,155 principal and interest. So 2,200 was around 400K. And he said... He said there's probably about 400k, by the way. The, the reason I'm asking is because he said, Here's what we're thinking, but I think there's not a lot in that market. Was he saying there's not a lot in the 2200 category? I think so, but my and again, we probably need to do a little bit more discovery. Okay. Um, he said he'd pay up to $2,800 a month comfortably. So yeah. I would ask out of curiosity, so what do you, th- you know, do you have any idea what $2,800 buys? You know, because I yeah. think sometimes people don't have a perception of what their money buys, whether that's high or low. Like I've dealt with it low a lot. Like I remember back in the day, Zillow used to put up stuff on on uh, their on their page. It was like they give you the monthly payment, assuming twenty percent down and no and no insurance or taxes. And so people would call me like, "Can I buy this house for six hundred dollars a month?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, you can't." <laughs> so anyway, it's one of those things we have to be careful of. But so we're kind of still in the collection phase and. Um... We may we may be in a spot where we might uh, push the push it another year or so and then and then revisit yeah. the idea. Yeah. 
Well, I'm a, a first-time homebuyer specialist as well as, like, even if you've owned a home before, if this would be your first home in Arkansas, we have a little bit different paperwork and different um, processes than maybe other places. Um, I'd love to just get together with you, grab you a cup of coffee. We could meet at, like, Onyx there and just go go through the buying process, give you some tips, and um, and then... From there, we could develop uh, a strategy for price point and um, a, a search criteria that would really meet your needs um, and just help you get on that path, whether it's soon, like this spring, or um, a year from now. You know, It generally takes um, about 90 days from the point that you first start to really- I pause this really for me. Brian. Um, okay, so a couple of uh, I'm going to say some good things and and some some uh, concerning things. One is she customized the clothes based on what he had just said, which is, hey, love I'd love that. to get together, right, and answer these questions in case it's now or later, right, a year from now. So she took what he said, she baked it into the clothes, which was really good. Some things that are concerning me is that she's doing a lot of telling. Uh, and a lot of offering without first checking to see what this guy already thinks he knows or what his plan might be. Um, and so what I mean by that is he said, hey, uh, we're at 22. We can comfortably go to 28. Looks like there's not much in the 22 category. We're trying to decide whether it'll be now or down the road later on in a year, right? Well, where did he get all this information from, right? And how much mm -hmm. experience does he have? And how will uh, he decide whether now or later? Those are just some three key questions that I want before I try to pitch him for a close, because in those three key questions may be some parts of an objection that I'll get when I make that ask. Agree. So to me, just to, hey, if you guys, and when the person, when he said, I might be waiting a year or so, I think was his exact, I don't remember, but it's close. I would have come listen, waited for him to stop and go, Dale, I can really appreciate that. Out of curiosity, just so I have a better understanding, what do you guys feel like might be the benefit of waiting a year just so I can understand? Great question. And yeah, so then they may say, oh, well, we don't have, we got to save, you know, you've heard this, which is the most crazy thing in the world to me, but I I hear this so many times. Well, we only have, you know, $30,000 and we know we need 20% down. Yeah, that's hey, no. <laughs> I mean, if you don't ask that question and you get that objection and you get it out, you're like, man, this is cha-ching. So what I'm hearing, if you could, if with the current down payment that you have, if you could buy a house right now, you'd love to. Yeah, absolutely. I've got good news for you. So yeah. you, if you don't you know, do the discovery, you don't know what the objection is. Let me, this reminds me of my brother-in-law. I just, I, I, my, my wife and I were like hammering my sister and brother-in-law, brother-in-law trying to get them to move in our area. And mm. so my brother-in-law's objection was, uh, I'm not going to take out a 30-year loan. I'll only take out 15 years uh, going forward. Nice. I can't, I cannot, listen, I'm a pro at this stuff. I can't get him around it, but it reminds me of that, right? Like you, you, we don't know exactly how this guy's thinking or how he's doing the math. And to me, like as an agent and a, and a real estate investor, I'm like other people's money all day long, baby, right? I'll buy as much real estate as I can with your money. But other people don't look at stuff that way. And I never even anticipated that that would be the, the objection, which is I won't take out longer than a 15-year loan.
you know so you never know what you never know what's hiding within their words yep i'm gonna play it just kind of i fast forward i think i got to the right spot but uh, she basically asks this guy if he wants to meet and she's and that's where kind of where we're at hey we met we had a great conversation you learned something um i'm i'm happy to do it and uh i'm a full-time realtor so i'm flexible on on time um so that would work for you she made the ask and did he are we done with the ask and he answered let me, let me let me go back i apologize uh, why don't you text your contact information or if you have a virtual business card to this number yeah. so we have your information um and then we can kind of keep you updated with what we decide um because i don't, I don't right, want to go back farther to the end of her ask and see what he did afternoon available um okay sorry okay. hold on there we go Searching process can take, you know, another 30 to 60 days ahead of sure. that. So would you all want to get together for yes. a cup of coffee? I've got tomorrow afternoon around one o'clock. I have most of the afternoon available. Um, but I could bring you just some materials and uh, sort of the buyer's uh, guide that I have and just kind of yeah. give you the information so that you've got it. And when you're ready, I'll be ready um yeah we may uh we're, we're, we're going out of town this weekend to meet some family um so we might not be able to do it this weekend um okay. but we do, we do have some like personal conversations to have whether i'm like buying right now at the time and i don't want to waste your time um so okay. if you you have you have this number so yeah he's putting her off yeah so we heard what happened now this is a massive key I'm going to say this. She got that objection because she didn't fish it out before she made the ask. That's one. Two, she has an opportunity for a second bite at the apple. When he says, we need to have some internal conversations as to whether now is the time to buy, I would get into that conversation on the phone with him by asking, got it. So uh, tell me this, how will, or when you're trying to decide what information do you need to help you decide whether now is the time to buy or not? Now, yeah. notice it took me a minute to think up this question. So that's why we do this. That's why we review calls, man. That's why that's why salespeople have to review their calls. Like I wouldn't have come up with that shit in the midst of this call either because I just had to think of it, right? So, yeah. But when you do that, then you can do it in real time. And so, and I'm sorry, I just had to, I had to give a little commercial for why you should be recording your conversations and listening to them. I agree. And so I'm much more of a, I, I like to subtly tell people what to do. I don't know a better way to say it than that. So I probably would have said this, Dale, sounds like you're a person who likes to gather a lot of information so that you can make sure that you make the best decision for you and your family. Did I read that right? I know I read it right because that's exactly who this guy is. Absolutely. Okay. You, you know what? Me too. Like my, my wife does research. We do all this stuff. We want to make sure there's so much information out there. Here's the thing. What I would love to do is whether you're going to buy now or buy five years from now, I would love to potentially be your agent. With that in mind, my job as an agent is to help people get all the information that they need so that they can make a best decision for them and their family. So I know you're not available this weekend, but I've had time both Saturday, next Saturday and next Sunday. Which of those would be better for us to get together so that we can get you that information so you can make the best decision for you and your family? 
telling them what to do. Because here's a here's where she missed, in my opinion. Would you like to get back together for a cup of coffee? Nope, I'm good. Hey, I think it would be a really good plan for us to get together for a cup of coffee. I've got available so that we can put together a plan so you guys can move forward. With that in mind, I've got available a time on in the evening or on the weekend, which work better for you. Mm -hmm. Got it. So rather than uh, offer, you want to suggest. Yeah. And now it's not everybody works that way, but I find that to be much more powerful. Here's what I found over 20 years of being in sales is that most people will do what you tell them to do if you tell them subtly what to do. If you ask them a yes, no question, sometimes they say no. Yeah, I think that that I agree with that. I think it'd be better for her if she had um, proposed it. But I think that even if she had proposed rather than asking in this situation, she probably would have still come up with the same answer because there because uh, because she didn't didn't excise his objections ahead of time, right? Okay. And, and and another thing I want to point out for people listening, notice what he said was, "Hey, we need to have some internal conversations about whether now is the right time to buy or not." Right. Mm-hmm. So what that tells you is he does not regard her or a real estate agent as a critical piece of his ability to decide whether now is the right time to buy or not, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't Isn't that crazy? It is. And I also think this, and this is just a complete, what I would refer to as mind read. I don't think that he gives a rip what his wife thinks either. I I wouldn't be shocked if that were true. Think about it. She had no idea. And I'm glad that we got on the phone with him because he's clearly the one who drives the bus right. and that's okay. I mean, in every relationship, there's each person has certain roles. I'm not no judgment on what those roles are, but it really feels clear to me that he is the person who's going to make the decision. He's the one driving the bus. And so moving forward, whether you like him or not, he's the guy we need to be having conversations with because I feel like he could tell her, no, we're going to work with somebody else just like that. And she you know, would you- go, I want to go in line with that too. And this agent might actually be in a disadvantage being a female, frankly, yes. talking to this guy, right? Because if right. if that's the scenario where he is, he's self-appointed as being in charge, uh, he may not give a lot of credibility to this agent because she's a female. I mean, we're, we might be, we're we making it be, up. We, what's that? <laughs> I said, we're making it up, but this is our read. <laughs> we are making it up. It's a little bit of a read. And, you know, if it, let's say that I was her in this agent in this situation, and I'm listening to this dynamic, I might know, I'm like, all right, how am I going to play this? Am I going to be nice and sort of nice this guy? Or am I going to try to show up big and kind of throw some authority? And like you said, suggest rather than ask politely, you know what I mean? Am I going to turn it up a little bit? turn up the aggression a little bit or the turn up the confidence and the forwardness a little bit as a result. So it's a consideration like, you know, in reality, sales is, is a, is a human contact sport. (laughs) So, and you know, we got to do it in the moment too. Like it's also easy for us to sit here and, you know, think about this after the fact. So that's why, again, Dale says, record your, your calls, listen to your calls because if you've had 10,000 calls, this isn't the first time you've had this scenario. If you had five calls, this is the first time you've had this scenario. So you got to practice. And 
you know, sometimes we get it right. Sometimes we get it wrong. That's okay. Just if you get it wrong, get it right next time. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Try to get it right mm -hmm. next time. Yeah. Uh, all right. So it looks like we're over time. We can't, we can't do too much in one session, Brian, you know, it'll overload the circuits for these people. Right. They, they need to digest all this amazingness. So everybody, thanks for joining us. Cash call for today. Brian Curtis, Dale Archdeacon signing off until next time. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.